podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, I'm Trev Downey and this is the Transfer Podcast on Anfield Index Pro, for which I am joined as always by Dave Davis, the man in the know, and Dave, the most aptly named podcast in the world because we actually have a transfer to talk about exciting stuff on this show, man, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I have got three cans of Cherry Pepsi Max for this one, Trevor. It's going to be a big one. I can feel it in my bones. Well, excellent. I have the equivalent in my vat of tea. So I think we should be currently well stocked up and hopefully good to go on this. And let's just get right into this Cody Gakpo story because... Honestly, it's all anyone's talking about. So many angles. Let's just have the fun first before I get you in on the details that we know about the transfer itself. We also have a statement, I think I can find it somewhere from uh, his club about the transfer. I can read that later on as well. And lots of knock-on effects to talk about uh, with regard to this transfer, which is now an actual thing, not a, a rumor. But it came from out of the blue. And like I said, the hilarious part for us this morning um, is watching all the Manchester United fans and affiliated journalists saying, well, we never wanted him anyway, when that is just so clearly not the case. And it seems as if we've Nunez them again. Um, so that's just a little bit of bonus joy. Uh, and as uh, my Twitter pal Damo said, um, almost worth the fee in and of itself. Yeah. Talk, talk to us about what's happening with Cody Gakpo from the announcement of it to the details we know about it and anything else you want to um, get in in the opening part. And like I said, we have lots of places to go from there. It's been a crazy 24 hours with this one, hasn't it, Trev? A Gakpo gazumping, as I am calling it. So, yeah, after the, the Aston Villa game, we were like, yeah, three points, let's see. As we meander towards a transfer window, what happens? See if we've got much to talk about. And then, oh, the two main protagonists of the story, Virgil van Dijk and Paul Joyce. So, have to love the style of VVD, which... There was a few suspicions the way you said it, Trev, about hopefully we, you know, we can welcome some players to Liverpool. There was that, why is the vice captain, you know, one of the main leaders making comments like that, which naturally then fuels rumours, speculation and the old, oh, it's just a load of nonsense, don't read too much into it, etc, etc. But what an opening protagonist to this story. However, he sets it up and it's volleyed into the back of the net by Paul Joy. So, that breaks just all of a sudden it from nowhere that Liverpool are in advanced discussions, advanced or close to an agreement, as it were, 
for Cody Gakpo and PSV. And if you look at the history, Trev, and the way these things break, there's real similarities now. When it breaks at Liverpool are in advanced discussions, that usually means the odds are they're on the back in the back of a van on the way to Anfield, doesn't it? it everything moves rapidly. Usually, Liverpool in advanced discussions means it's pretty much done, which on the back of the two protagonist comments and stories, that's what happens. And literally, the details start flooding out, don't they? So approximately, because naturally it's the Euro conversion, 37 million rising up to 50 if sort of clauses, which we don't know what they are, but apparently met. The big thing about this is it just seems so, so similar. And I'm linking a club like you said, United, but the Luis Diaz story. We remember that, don't we, last January? The whole linked with him, is it going to happen, goes quiet. And then if you look at Diaz, Spurs make the move. And Spurs making the move triggers us. And eventually a deal gets done, Trev, for £37.5 million again, rising to 50. This is all sounding a bit familiar, isn't it, again? So, again, there's talk United. And like you said, whatever anyone says, there's a thousand United fans now trying to delete their Twitter history as frantically as they can because we know what's on there. But 37 million against, funny that fee, isn't it? Rising up to 50. And the details are now just nicely eking out, aren't they, bit by bit. We've got Julian Ward spending his Christmas negotiating. I don't know why, but I've got a lovely image of Marcel Brands at PSV and Julian Ward in Santa Hats having a nice chat over Zoom and trying to make a deal with the dog. <laughs> but maybe that's just me, different weird thing there. And then, like you said, it all breaks. PSV confirmed from their end. Nice little cryptic sort of style. No fee mentioned, but it's a record transfer fee from them. So that was interesting. But all the details are leaking from the UK about this confirmed fee. 37 million, as it says, rising to 50. Probably what I'd say, Trev, for me, it's it's great. I think we need players. We need attackers looking at the, uh, the current injury situation. And it, it does feel like it's great news, but a necessity at the same time. But there's no reason not to celebrate, Trev. We have a transfer to discuss. 100% man and that's exactly the 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 purpose of us um shaking off our um post turkey stupors and getting on the microphones on the 27th of December at 10:41 in the morning because we want to talk about this and like you say the statement did come from PSV where they say PSV and Liverpool FC have a reached an agreement on the upcoming transfer of Cody Gakpo uh on Twitter Gapco was trending well done, lads. Um, <laughs> the, the statement continues. The 23-year-old attacker will immediately leave for England, where he will undergo the necessary formalities to complete the transfer. Now, it's not really our remit on this show, Dave, to do the uh, player analysis part. And I know yeah. Gags and Dave are doing a show uh, this morning as well, uh, where they'll be looking probably more at that. Dave with a scouting hat on, no doubt. Um, and... But 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 it's 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 kind of incumbent upon us to give a little bit of a reaction to it, apart just from the details. Now we're, we're going to go on and talk about the knock-on effects and some of the related issues in a second. But just in terms of this particular player and what you know of him, I'm going to be perfectly honest um, and say that I've seen this guy play a handful of times, and that's it. Uh, so I have no concept of how good or not he will be. 
In much the same way as I remember I'd seen Sadio Mane play a, good, a handful of times um, and uh, perhaps one or two other lads who've come in and do wonderful things. And I'd seen Darwin Nunes play a handful of times who is still on his way to doing wonderful things. So obviously there's a spectrum here. Um, your initial impressions, though, of Gakpo and how excited are you about this specific transfer of this specific player to the Reds? Yeah, it's uh, being honest, he wouldn't have been my first choice, Trev. But he does deal in two things that are the most valuable in any attacking sense, which are goals and assists. And I know there's going to be the argument about Dutch tax, that type of thing. People are going to mention Kesman, all those types of players. But I've got to give him you know, some due. He's done it in the Europa League. I know you should never base it off a World Cup only. We, we know we've been burnt there before. You know, We won't mention certain names. But... The kid's got something. There's no two ways about it. Would he be my first choice? Absolutely not. I think a bit of perspective is needed at the same time. This it doesn't feel to me like a signing where he's come in and this is like, oh, this boy's got to hit you know, 20 goals, 10 assists, that type of thing. You've got to give him a chance to develop. However, at the same time, it's going to be a baptism of fire for him, isn't it? Because we are desperately short of forwards due to injuries, so he's going to get his chance straight away. But I'm not going to judge him if it doesn't go perfectly straight away because it's a it's a tough club to come into. There's a lot of pressure there, new country, all those types of things. But there is a pedigree. I know it's not going to be everyone's favourite or you know signing they picked, if that's the right phrase. But we've got to back him, and there's hopes. Put it that way. Now you're. Um sweet beverage inspired brain has given us the perfect segue here because you talk about pressure and there is an angle already emerging which will no doubt start to raise its ugly head depending on the immediate impact of young cody in a reds jersey and that is the centrality as presented by dutch football presenter hans cray uh, of pep linders in the move for Gakpo, apparently whispering sweet nothings in Klapo's ear and referring to him as the missing link. Now, I don't know how true this is, um, but you know for sure that Linders has become quite the lightning rod now in amongst supporters because why else would you be a football supporter if not to be interested in internal division and sniping at each other? Like, I mean, we know how this works, Dave. It's pick a side on everything even yeah. within the in even within the side you're supporting now i worry a little bit for the kid if he is immediately going to be linked to linders because of the fall of linders stock amongst certain people and it uh, the only reason i worry about it is not n nothing to do with gakpo or linders respective abilities and everything to do with this stupid um uh nonsense we'll have to listen to you, you know where i'm going with this are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, 
you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it's uh, Shergar, the man behind the grassy knoll, Roswell, and <laughs> Pep Linder's transfer committee discussion to the sort of list of conspiracy theories because... Like you said, Trev, everyone seems to be going in on this. I'm I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It just seems to, have, like you said, be the lightning rod. Everyone's gone a bit crazy on this. I think that interview and that story, like you said, from the, the Dutch side is going to bring a bit of pressure that way. In, in essence, I think some people, not everyone, but some people are going to see him as Linda's boy, aren't they? So... If it doesn't work for any reason, or maybe maybe not say doesn't work, but if he doesn't hit the ground running as we want him to, it feels like a, a free stick to beat him with, so to speak. I, I hope it doesn't. I hope we give him a bit of, you know, league way, sort of he, he gets encouragement, however it works, so to speak. But yeah, this for the Linda's theories, this just adds fuel to the fire. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're right, but. It is just more gasoline on the bonfire, isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, especially if um, there is no recruitment made in the midfield area, which, of course, is going to be a topic we're going to address very soon. Um, you can see how people might get all bent out of shape. Um, now, we're only flagging that up because that's what we want to do here. We don't like to get left behind any of the advancing uh angles on these transfer stories so i'm bringing it up not to pour any cold water and i think which should be an exciting uh day we got a new player uh and he appears to be quite good so let's enjoy that um in relation to that there are a couple of other kind of knock-on things that we could talk about in terms of what impact the arrival of gakpo is going to have on the squad now we're always looking at who might be moving out um so that others could move in and one of the big stories we were looking at recently was a Bobby Firmino contract. And one of the other stories we were looking at only last week, I believe, on our last show, was the future of some of our young attacking talents, specifically um, the highly rated 17-year-old Ben Doak, who we were of the imp- opinion and impression from the word on the street and the word from the club uh, was going nowhere. Um, now, it's... That was then, but this is now. I wonder, are there any knock-on effects that you can uh, speculate on for the likes of Bobby or for Ben Doak in the short term? Yeah, it's a weird one, and and it's going to throw up questions until it's resolved either way, to be honest. Um, Thinking back to, as we said, we've we've covered it on this pod, we've been honest about what we've been told. From the Bobby side, we we have told you that Everything coming our way was that there is an offer on the table for Bobby. Not signed, obviously, but the offer is on the table. What happens with that, Trev? I genuinely don't know. Now, this is, you know, I've got my tin hat ready for this one because we'll see. I still think a deal gets done there. Could be wrong, but I still believe a deal gets done. As much as we've got one in, I don't think we can really afford to sort of the season the way it is be moving towards, you know, sort of rocking the boat so to speak especially with a, a crowd favourite so I still think that gets done but yeah our, like I say our info is that there is an offer on the table Doak like you mentioned yeah again the, the info that we had was that he was going absolutely nowhere that they did feel despite the interest from various sources you know 
Forrest were the, the main ones linked, that they wanted him to stay, that his best development is done with top-class players at Kirby. That's what they wanted. So I don't think it will change, but these are famous last words, aren't they, Trev? Because as we said before, we didn't have anything on the forward and look what broke last night. So let's hope it's not three for three on the bad side, but we can only tell you what we've been told. Exactly that. Exactly that. And, and, and you know, at no point has anyone on this show put on a... Um, a, a, a genuine ITK cap and said this is yeah. what's happening and you know they're all rolling out this morning um, with background details to how the deal was done um, and it's quite comical to watch uh, we don't really have any truck with that kind of thing uh, Dave hears what Dave hears and uh, we don't even talk about where he hears it so we're just we're talking about things that we can speculate about or things that we have been uh, given information about and that's just uh, the the honest truth of it i don't yeah. think i don't think there's anything further to to to, to say about gakpo because like i say there, there are other podcasts uh, dedicated specifically to talking about the football and what he might offer and where you might fit in um but you know in terms of a, a, an idea i've brought up already dave the one area that obviously it's screaming out we, we saw um young Bacetic come on last night um, and score a goal and um, you know I think an awful lot of people might have had a little bit of nerves because we're, we're looking at, at the, the comparative depth of our squad and it's quite hammered at the moment and midfield is obviously the area that needed strengthening last summer um, and uh, very much more so needs it now so when we look around, we can see obviously the Enzo Fernandez stories and Bellingham stories are tamped down a bit. I saw a quote from Fernandez saying, I don't know about my future or proposals. That's what my representatives are taking care of. I don't want to get into the subject. I'm focused on Benfica. We have a game on Friday, which is exactly what you would expect uh, the lad to say in that situation. Um what can we say about the Enzo Fernandez situation? Because obviously, I think the giddiness levels would go through the roof if we could get a midfield recruit of note in in this window as well. It would start to look like one of those classic windows, possibly. Um, what are you hearing about the Fernandez situation? Because there are, there's a lot of info flying around. God, if a midfielder story breaks, I'll need the angina spray myself, Trev, in all honesty, the way it's going. But looking at what we've heard... Again, we still, like I say, as Trev said, we're not pretending to be ITKs. Just what we've been told is that Liverpool, as we said right at the start of these shows, are looking to move for a, a midfielder, even if it's not sort of the first choice. They want one in. Who would have thought we'd be talking about Fernandez as almost not a sideshow, but not the, the main story with everything that's happened this week? So, again, the reports are coming from Portugal and Argentina in regards to bids for him, release clauses, all those types of things. Probably the, the two I'd really point out, Trev, are in regards to um, Neil Jones did a, a small snippet where we talked about how we'd actually asked the club, you know, what what's going on with this? Is this story possibly true? The one about, you know, triggering a release clause, loaning him back to Benfica. And he specifically said he got, you know, his response was a laughing emoji from the source of the club. So that's one to probably note there. The other notable one is there was an interview done with, again, watch me butcher another name at Christmas time. I think it's Bruno Andrade, a Portuguese journalist, 
So he was saying specifically, an interesting one, that Manchester United are the latest protagonists in that story, that they are actually looking at triggering a release clause, which is rumoured to be about 120 million euros, so no small change by any means, that they're in the party and they're prepared to do that now. It's an interesting one, Trev, because all the smart money said initially that not going anywhere, you know, Benfica are doing well, they're not going to want to sell him at a time like this, they don't need the money after the Darwin transfers, you know, their model, all that type of thing. But if the release clause is triggered, if that does exist, there's nothing really they can do, isn't it? It's down to the player. So it's definitely one to keep an eye on. My suspicion says at the same time, it's easy clickbait, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's a high-profile player. There's a lot of clubs interested. There's a, a release clause now come to the, the fore. It is easy clickbait, but at the same time, you can't take your eyes off it, can you? There's, there's definitely going to be legs in this, so to speak. This will run and run all of January. Yeah, no doubt about it. And obviously, um, having had that little result um, over United, albeit psychologically, uh, we want to keep the run going. That would be beautiful. Um, and, you know, as you say, clarity of information around this is uh, at a premium. I have a couple of questions. Actually, just an observation first. I, I, I should have said this at the top. When When on all the podcasts I was part of over the last two weeks, I was saying that we actually just need to get an attacker in because this season is dying on its arse. Um, credit to the club for going and doing that because we have the the Diaz issue and it's a massive one. And we have Darwin finding his feet. And until he does, we need all the boosts we can get because this season still has potential. And there is a disaster scenario which needed to be avoided or needs to be avoided. Obviously, the work is still to be done, but at least we got the win yesterday. So credit to the club for that, I have to say. And also, nice to see a deal getting done that almost nobody, actually nobody knew anything about, it would appear. Uh, also, nice uh, to see that kind of business being done by Liverpool again. Um, when it comes to um, the Fernandez thing, I, I just want to quiz you on that angle. What was it Jones was getting at, do you think, when he was saying that was that was that like reaction from the club um fucking twenty twenty two, twenty twenty-three, we, we were we're talking about emojis. I mean, wow. But was that reaction from the club dismissal or stop asking questions or what what why how would you how did you interpret that or how did he interpret that? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others. On EPL Index, we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I think interpretation is probably the, the key word there, Trev, because it, it kind of is, is left open. I mean, for, for context, and it is a, a good one to watch if anyone's seen it or wants to look it up on Twitter, he, he specifically was referencing the, the story that an offer had been made by us to Benfica where it involved a transfer fee and a loan back for the, the rest of the season. So he put that to his source at the club. And as he said, that laughing emoji ah, came back. So that's, ah. the, that's sort of the, the context on that. However, I think it, it's probably worth mentioning, because he did take it further in, the, in that specific interview, that there's that feeling, again, of smoke without fire. And he has confirmed, you know, he's on the record of saying this, Neil Jones, there is interest in Enzo Fernandez. It's not like it's just coming from nowhere. And, you know, he's been on the record before to say, nah, there's, there's no interest in this player. I'm getting nothing. He's not saying it's close, but there is interest in that player. And that's why I'm saying, Trev, it, this is going to rumble all January. There may be easy clickbait options. I get that. But this is a top player. There's a lot of clubs interested in him. It's going to rumble January. Now, there are always going to be rumbles around the name Jude Bellingham because he's been so inextricably linked to Liverpool um, that, as we have both publicly said, it's going to kill uh, kill uh, both of us if that the move doesn't happen. There were, and we acknowledged them last week, some stories about how Real were suddenly ahead of the game and how Manchester City were so, suddenly at the top of the list and it would appear that the Jude thing is just going to go away until summer I would think Dave I'm, I could be wrong but that's how I'm interpreting both your note here and also the fact that it's gone very quiet probably deliberately what what, what are you thinking on the Bellingham thing yeah yeah I think with, with this one it's worth almost putting a, a pause on this so to speak I, I know there will be a furore before the end of January but there's a few things that are, are worth calling out because like you mentioned Trev Build came out didn't they and saying oh Real have jumped to the front they're closed this type of thing now if you if anyone wants to to look it up there was a great tweet by Chris Williams who's works as a journalist with the the Bundesliga previously sort of an expert in that area who mentioned actually for a bit of realism builds a paper who's you know subscription based they're going to use it as clickbait but also it's worth really noting has said that naturally the German league and by cause Dortmund are almost on a pause at the moment they're on holiday for this period so there's absolutely no deal getting done at this time you know that they're, they're on holiday it's all on pause so to speak they're not going to return to the building if you want until January so any rumours between now you know and January just you know pause them don't get sucked in by them so to speak it also goes hand in hand when we managed to get some of Matt Smith the BT sports presenters time he said exactly the same type of thing and also mentioned that there is a, a series of events that are expected to, to play out as in Dortmund will offer Jude a renewal the expectation is he turns it down and then it's all moving exactly as you said, Trev, towards the summer. So there's absolutely zero expectation whatsoever that Jude Bellingham is moving in this window. Nothing is happening right now. It's all on pause. It sounds absolutely mental, doesn't it, that we're actually talking as sort of Jude Bellingham as the third headline in this week's transfer pod. But yeah, just 
put a pause, put a pin in it for now, and let's wait and see on that one. I mean, if the miracle could happen and we got in uh, alongside Gakpo, uh, Fernandez, um, um, even maybe perhaps the other link, Caicedo, who we're not going to really talk about this week because there's nothing new to be said there, um, and then could add Bellingham in the summer. My God, that's exactly the kind of squad overhaul that everybody, well, certainly I'll speak for myself, that yeah. I think I think is necessary because between lads aging out and lads not being able to put the minutes in because of availability issues, uh, there there is a big overhaul needed. I, I, I've never been one of those people who said it just needs tweaking. Look at the squad that almost won all the four trophies. Yeah, no, no, I, I was never having that myself. But look, it takes all sorts of opinions. And we all have a lot of different opinions about our own players. Nat Phillips is a lad who inspires many different opinions. I was delighted to see Nat getting on and doing some um, um, decent work against Manchester City um, in the game before last. I thought he acquitted himself quite well, um, generally speaking. Um, Certainly uh, was a, a step up on Joe Gomez, and that's a weird sentence to say out loud. Um, but having done something recently and gotten more than like two minutes at the end of a game, that might be already back getting a little bit excited about what he could do at Liverpool. But is he going to be here to do it, do you think? Yeah, devil's in the detail, so to speak. I mean, like you said, Trev, he had a great game against the Cyborg the other night when he came on, didn't he? Dealt with him really well to add to his Latin collection. I think the biggest one here is, like say, the devil's in the detail. James Pearce does mention him in a specific article, but he's talking in the context of Liverpool looking to raise funds, so who may be allowed to leave. So he mentions Nat in that sense, talking about a transfer fee around the £10 million mark. Now, we have mentioned it, as we say, when we've been asking around, we have been told that there is specific interest in that, as we mentioned before. Specifically, a few clubs like Leeds and Bournemouth have been mentioned to us. I think the big one here, again, it might just be a product of circumstances. When do Liverpool ever have forfeit centre-half strength? It just doesn't happen, doesn't it? Whether it be knocks, injuries, international tournaments, whatever it may be. It just feels, maybe I get frustrated, but it's a product of his circumstances. A role of our defenders going to be fit at the end, or centre-backs should say fit at the end of the transfer window? I don't know. It is almost a poor nat, and I do feel sorry for him in that sense. But it may be, if, again, if he's retained... He's just needed as a body. We need that cover, so to speak. And listen, as you said, he acquitted himself well the other night and maybe outshone Joe Gomez, which tells its own story. And that's a separate rabbit hole, probably not to go down. But yeah, it's probably if he does go, it's going to be very, very late in the window. So we'll wait and see. But there's a little part of it, let's be honest, Trev wants it for him more than anything. Yeah, I think so. I think I think uh, an awful lot of people have warm feelings towards the kid and you'd like to see him... Um, settled and happy in his career and doing something um, good for himself. Uh, Is there anything else to be said about the Reds currently in the transfer market? I mean, I think we've touched on all the big ones and potential knock-on effects on the back of the actual story that we had, thank God, to cover. Um, Anything else you want to mention on the Reds before we move to the general Premier League? No, probably, I think, as we said, we've said the midfielder that we want one on record, what we've been told. 
I think in the craziest way, Trev, there's now going to be so much more to talk about with Liverpool because people believe that Liverpool can do transfers again, so to speak. I know it's crude, but I think we're actually going to be talking about the Reds quite a bit during this window. So fingers crossed it continues. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's move around the league. And I have a feeling one or two of the things we've spoken about in relation to the Reds may come back both here and when we're talking about Europe in general. But we'll start with something that's not necessarily linked at all. And this is a story uh, about a Wolves uh, potential signing um, and a bit of recruitment on their part, which had been flagged up by your good self. And I think I'm going to be saying this a bit actually now, because again, maybe three weeks ago, you had this story about a move from Atletico to Wolves for who exactly? Yeah, Matt, again, probably butchering pronunciation, but Matthias Kuna. So it's all done by the crying, so to speak. So suggestions are it's a, obli- a loan with an obligation is the suggestion to buy of approximately 40 million. I mean, th- this was one, Atletico, and this goes back to a, a while ago and even the summer, Trev, we talked about the financial fair play they are looking to get players off their books, as we mentioned with Felix and Kuna being the two. And this one is pretty much all done, isn't it? It's all expected. It's all confirmed by the crying. So that one to, to Wolves and Christ Wolves are in need of a striker. Aside from his abilities, they need bodies more than ever, anything. The, the little side note to this is there's a small, and I want to say small with a, you know, not with a capital S speculation now that, Atletico may reignite interest in Bobby as part of that. I, I wouldn't really attach too much to that. But yeah, it's it's not trying to make us ITK, as we said, by any means. But we did mention this about three weeks ago, give or take. So it's good to see one coming to fruition, put it that way. 100%. 100%. Let's ch- change tack and go to uh, our absolute favourite uh, transfer window man, old Sweeney Todd over at Chelsea, uh, still being linked with throwing the cash around like their fun coupons. Um, And apparently, because they don't have enough by way of defenders, looking for a left-sided one. Yeah, Sweeney Todd, the demon dealer of Stamford Bridge, is now playing Pokemon, isn't he, with left-sided centre-backs. You've got to catch them all, Trev, simple as that. So a bizarre one in a way that, and it, listen, this is ultimately reliable because, as we said before, it's through Ornstein, this one as well, isn't it? Again, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Benoit Badashile, I think it's pronounced at Monaco, a left-sided centre-back, which what would make more sense when you've bought Koulibaly, you've also got Kukurea who can play there and left-back, left-wing-back. Very strange, Trev, but th- this one sounds really close. Now, people are going to look at it on the other side and say, well, yeah, maybe this is a, a Potter, the new technical, the new recruitment staff that we set in place. So it is just a, a complete change of tack that way. Interestingly, the, the one they were strongly linked to was, was the, we're sorry, is the um, Red Bull centre-back. And we'll come to him a, a bit later on as well. But yeah, d- digging a bit further this, Trev, bit of a, a reveal. I hadn't even told you this, but I actually got this this morning. There's a strong suspicion Chelsea are looking for up to three signings this transfer window as well. Hey. With Badashile being just, you know, the starting point, so to speak. So 
he shows absolutely no signs of slowing down. And whilst I can't pretend to like Chelsea one bit, there is a little bit of me invested in the Sweeney Todd story, so to speak. So he gives us our material, doesn't he? So long may it continue. <laughs> he really does. He's He's been coming good for us in terms of uh, week-to-week uh, uh, content. Uh, you know, again, <laughs> not wanting to say uh, told you so, but it does seem like there's another link that we had brought up that you had raised um, in terms of an Arsenal potential recruit. It had gone quiet, and now it seems like it might be back on the table again. Uh, who's this, and uh, what are the details of the potential deal here? Yeah, again, maybe a, another one to butcher, but I think it's pronounced Mudrick from Shakhtar, the young 21-year-old winger. This this feels like it's we're in really negotiation endgame possibly even Trev. So suggestions are again out in the athletic that there's a fifty-seven million pound bid on the table for the kid and Arsenal are flying at the moment, aren't they? And they've talked about Edu and Arteta wanting reinforcements seriously there. It also goes with the background of Shakhtar's court case at the same time. So they're suing FIFA, aren't they, for approximately £40 million based on them being letting players leave, so to speak, with, with what's happening there in Ukraine. So that's a, a one to keep the eye on at the same time and the knock-on impact for this transfer. But all the suggestions are this is in negotiation time. Shakhtar wanting approximately £100 million, which sounds sort of pie in the sky realistically, but it's all part of the, the dance, as we say. I would expect this one to, to get done realistically it's one the player wants both clubs want it really at the end of the day for obvious reasons so yeah it's again it's trying not to be all itk but we did say it a few weeks ago so let's see what happens with this one now you're talking about pie in the sky if you want pie in the sky you go to the people who can build you a sky made of pie which is basically we know where those people are located and it would appear that um the only man uh who could be delighted with uh, um, uh, being a front face, front facing um, uh, representative for this whole uh, uh, petro dollar crew is, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo. Because honestly, when we were thinking about it, and you, you have to think about it, who, who can afford him? A, um, uh, where could he go, B, uh, do the two sums together? And it was already only pointing towards one area. Talk to us about what the absolute nuttiness of this proposed Ronaldo move. This is almost when football becomes a parody of itself, Trevor, and what's going on at the moment. Yeah, absolute madness. So, yeah, as you said, the, the Ronaldo saga goes on. And now the suggestion is in the, the weirdest announcement or sort of the rumour breaking the other day that he's set to sign a two-year deal with Al Nassar, I think it's pronounced, in you know the Middle East, that can technically run till 2030. So there's a few people questioning that. So the suspicion is that it's a deal, and Trev, listen to these figures, talking a deal that can initially rise up to £200 million a year, and the linking to that is Ronaldo will play a part as almost the, the front, if you want to call it that, or helping to smooth Saudi's 2030 World Cup bid. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? But yeah, like you said, it's just 
you think it's pie in the sky, but it's just not. And the figures are crazy, the suggestion's crazy, but if I had to bet, Trev, I wouldn't be surprised if this happens at all. It just shows maybe where football's gone, but yeah, who will take him, who can afford him, who wants him? It's a crazy one, but it's believable. I think it's very believable. I honestly do. I mean, again, I, I asked the question, uh, where, where can he possibly go? Um, and he does not have the required um, capacity to uh, modulate his ego that would, would see him moving back to, you know, a hometown club or anything like that. That's not going to happen. So I think he'd be able to sort of fool himself being the big the big uh, cheese there for a few years and, 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 and keep pandering to that you know, gargantuan ego of his. I think it happens. Uh, now, the people who got him off their wage bill are Manchester United, uh, and they're involved at least in a couple of stories. We've mentioned them already twice. Uh, but there is another one in terms of potential outgoing uh, there at United. Yeah, just a, a bizarre club all round with recruitment. So the latest suggestion, which... <laughs> an odd one, and maybe Roy Keane will be delighted by this one as well, is that PSG are very interested in Fred, their midfielder, so approximately a £30 million move, which doesn't sound, again, pie in the sky, because they do buy some odd midfielders at, at times, PSG. And again, it's just a, a strange one, but United are a strange club. We've still got the decisions to be made on... De Gea and Rashford, as we mentioned the other week, those options. It, it's been quite clear, listen, that there's no doubt at all that they were really keen on Gakpo, as we know. So that's slipped through their fingers as well. And there's one that, having, say, asked around, found out about this morning that we may come back to later on, Trev. But there's just drama every day of a transfer window at Manchester United. And they just never seem in control of it, being incomings, outgoings, do they? It's all reactionary, if that's the right phrase. So, listen, long may it continue, because it makes for a few giggles from us and interest in listening. But, yeah, just another day of United drama. Oh, 100%, man. Like, it's it's never not good when... Um they're squirming so uh i i uh openly acknowledge um whatever small-mindedness it is in me that enjoys the hell out of that so i agree long may it continue if we expand our view a little bit now past the premier league and into europe in general the first person we, we can talk about has already come up um and this is mr Gvardiol, who's obviously uh creating a lot of interest uh amongst yeah. a lot of top clubs but it seems to be solidifying into a potential um, path there for his future over the next season or two. Um, what do we know about that? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, 
and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, this. It was from Florian Plettenberg, well-known Bundesliga ger- um, journalist, tweeted it, that actually, upon investigation, it's come out that, you know, the young Croatian centre-half courted by a lot of clubs, and there's been a lot of suggestions as being big money by even City, Chelsea, especially, as we know, have offered for him, and everyone wants this boy. But 2024 is big as is the apparent release clause of 110 million euros, Trev, which apparently, as we said, doesn't come live until 2024, which, if that's true, and there's no reason to believe it's not, puts the ball well and truly in Red Bull's court, doesn't it? Because they can, you know, drive that. They've got that sort of back up, that guard for them as well. It also suggests, as per Plettenberg's tweet, that it would not surprise you unless a stupid money offer comes in that he stays there at Red Bull and in the Bundesliga for the summer. It's going to take stupid money to shift him. And, God, if someone's going to pay €110 million for a centre-half, I know he's talented. This isn't me playing it down at all or trying to be disrespectful anyway, but €110 million for a centre-half, Trev. Massive money, eh? Well, the ball's in your court, Todd. What are you going to do, pal? <laughs> let's see Let's see how that goes. Uh, now, I like this because we're kind of coming around full circle on something we were talking about later on. Uh, with an X-Red and a potential move and the knock-on effect that that could have to get us a bit giddy. Uh, I think I framed that up right. Tell us the story. Yeah, it's the circle of Liverpool transfer life, isn't it? I don't think Alton John wrote that one, but it's an interesting one. So, yeah, Emre Chan. So the old red, the one that left on a free, went to Juventus, didn't make their Champions League squad, so left in a huff, went to Dortmund. So, yeah, and now, how would I phrase this? Apparently, could even be potentially doing us a favour. I'm phrasing that carefully with potentially there, Trev. The, the suggestions are he's quite close to a loan to Benfica with an obligation to buy. What a story that would be, you know, if he's the uh, replacement for Fernandez. I'm not saying this is guaranteed. I'm not saying it's def- definite, but there's a lot of suggestions that this is close and Emre Chan may be moving to Benfica on loan with that obligation. So let's just see what happens on that one. I absolutely love that so much because it does give me hope uh, that more madness might be around the corner for the Reds. So uh, if it could be our ex-man doing doing that, um, being an important link in that chain, then that's you'll note neither of us are actually saying the thing <laughs> that it means potentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, uh, we, we, we I, I think uh, people can read between the lines now. Obviously, on the back of the World Cup um, and in the build-up to it, there was an awful lot of talk about Lionel Messi's future. Uh, And PSG, of course, are his club. Now, I think there is a little bit more certainty around that future now than there was pre-World Cup. And that, of course, will have a lot of a sort of knock-on 
uh, chain reaction, as you refer to it here in your notes, uh, effect in terms of other players who might potentially be coming or going from PSG and elsewhere. Uh, what do we know about this and, and what are the potential ramifications of Messi hanging around? Yeah, li- literally. I mean, you, you, the world's greatest player just won the World Cup. You know, his, his headlines right itself. And this one is almost bizarrely, with everything that's happened, snuck under the radar a bit, Trev. But it was one that Guillaume Balaguer, well-known La Liga journalist, uh, had tweeted that Messi's extension at PSG is pretty much done. And it's just a case of, you know, putting his signature on the paper, so to speak, which is surprising, as you mentioned, because there's a lot of speculation about moving to the MLS, back to Barca, all that type of thing. But that is the, you know, the suggestion from Balaguer that that is pretty much done, which then, as you say, the chain reaction, the knock-on effects there, Jao Felix, that was the, the suspicion that he was pretty much looking, you know, wanting to move to PSG, they were interested, now looks, you know, dead in the water potentially, and we'll, we'll come back to him a little bit, because this was the, the suspicion, remember we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Trev, that Newcastle have got an offer on the table, a bizarre one for him, with the loan, with the, you know, potential option, but a, a huge fee. The suspicions are now that the Premier League is where his short term, I'm using that carefully, future lays, or lies, sorry. And the suspicion is it's United or Arsenal that are going to make moves for him. What, you know, what a knock-on sequence of events that would be if he does end up there by any chance. But Atletico want to get him off the books. He wants to go. So what that does for him, going to be interesting to watch. And then the other interesting one, Trev, as we said a few weeks ago, They've come out and said publicly, you know, senior officials within PSG, Marcus Rashford, they were really interested in him. But again, where does that leave that sort of move? No, not want to be clear, we said it was unlikely, but at the same time, it appears to be dead in the water now. So a few knock-on effects there. And then maybe the other ones that need to be looked at, what does that mean potentially for Neymar and Mbappe? Those are two people or two players, you know, superstars, you can't ignore it, Trev, that have had, how we say it, mixed, you know, fortunes, so to speak, in terms of the, you know, the way it's gone personally for them at PSG. They've not always been the the fans' favourite, let's say that. And there's been a lot of talk, especially around Mbappe. So it doesn't sound like much, but that messy extension is one to just keep an eye on. Like you said, it's the chain reaction to everything else in the football world. And it'll be interesting to see how the dominoes fall on this one. I think it's clear. I think we're talking about Kylian uh, Mbappe to Liverpool 2023. I think that's now obvious. Done. Uh, done. done. (laughs) Uh, Let's finish our show today with a reference to another uh, guy that we've spoken about on several shows so far because he has been linked with a lot of players is creating a lot of interest. Um, I heard him talked about on at least two other Anfield Index shows of late and that's Mr. Mukoko. Uh, like I say, very highly rated uh, young footballer um, at Borussia Dortmund. Um, but there are some, there had been whisperings um, of involvement just to bring us, wrap us back into the uh, overall picture right at the end um, from Liverpool. But there was always a club ahead of us. What do we know about where um, Mukoko's um, future is just currently looking like it's going to be? 
Yeah, we said the the other week that it's an interesting one that the contract expires in the summer, but the strong suspicion, and we asked this again, the strong suspicion is still that he does renew. So it's an interesting story that that broke that his agent and him had a meeting with the the powers that be, so to speak, at, at Dortmund before the break around a, a renewal and an offer. There was talk about you know a hundred grand a week for the kid. As has come out. There is no agreement in place, but all our sources that you know we're asking around the Bundesliga are all saying they still expect that renewal to, to take place. Probably the thing to, to reiterate again was that Liverpool have got an interest in this kid. I mean, to be honest, Trev, he's that talented. I think any you know top team in the world does, but Liverpool specifically have an interest. But the, the big one that we're still being told that if it is the Premier League where his destiny lies that Chelsea, good old Sweeney Todd, they are ahead of us in that regard, that he's been shown round at Stamford Bridge, you know, he's, he's had the meeting, so to speak, so they are ahead of us right now. However, got to reiterate, everything we're being told is, the expectation is he still re-signs with Dortmund. One of the big delays in that, you know, renewal was that he wanted first-team action, he wasn't getting it, now he's getting it, you know, he, he forced his way into the, the German squad, all the suspicions are that that is a renewal for Dortmund. However, if it doesn't happen, the you know, and there's other clubs that can prize him away, Liverpool will certainly be there looking to, to jump as quickly as possible. But Chelsea are apparently ahead of us in that race. So definitely want to keep an eye on until that contract is signed. I don't think we could have done much more for folks in terms of cramming um, uh, extra mince pie filling into this particular podcast. But I've just scanned across because I always want to just make sure that, you know, nothing breaks while we're doing a show because that would be heartbreaking. Uh, and I just came across an article, Dave. This is just to finish up our little chat here today from the Express. And they're talking about three other players who could be signed on top of the Gakbo thing. And obviously Enzo and Jude are two of them. And then in on the rails comes this kid who I'm just going to straight up say I have no idea anything about him. He is a Napoli player called El Gif Elmas. Um and he's been linked with a room uh, with rumored moves, apparently a call from Klopp. Uh, he's had only just over 500 minutes of action in 14 separate Serie A appearances. He's a North Macedonian. And I assume um, a youngster, which would probably bring keep that feed in. But again, th- not a name I'd heard linked with Liverpool before. Had you? This could be a Downey special to finish the year, couldn't it? <laughs> ball in there, so to speak. Do you, do you know what, Trev? You know, the genie's out the bottle, so to speak, and we, we've got to have this discussion now because it was one, like you said, when we first put this agenda together the other day, listen, we didn't have Gapo on there, did we? We've got to be honest about that. And there's a couple that have come to our attention that I was thinking, do we say them, do we not? And I hadn't gone there, but yeah... I'd, Again, I wouldn't try and, well, I will, you know, I love to butcher a name. So like you said, Elfas, if it's pronounced that way, Napoli. So that's one that we've heard. Again, because it's all back to that, we do want a midfielder. So we are looking at all options for this window. So that kid at Napoli. And the other one, Trev, Turam at Nice. That's the other one we've been told about. Now, I think I was going to tell me, oh, Turam, hold on, he's the left winger. That's his brother, Marcus, Lillian's other son, yeah, at Munchengladbach. But... The kid, I 
think it's pronounced Kepran, if I'm pronouncing it right, Turam at Nice, a young defensive midfielder, the other son of Lillian Turam. So, as you said, it's, you don't want to regurgitate the same names because there's a lot of talk around Caicedo, that type of thing, naturally. Yeah, we're hearing all that as well. But the names we've been told this morning are, as you said, the lad at Napoli and Turam at Nice. Whether that leads to anything, who knows? But what a way to finish with a Bangay Trev. We let the genie out the bottle, so we might as well have a quick chat about it, eh? Exactly that, man. Exactly that. And I'm delighted you were able to gazump me again to bring a, a team full full circle uh, with your own one at the end. That is tremendous stuff. Just a little extra stocking filler for the folks there at the end. We should wrap it up, Dave. We're coming up to the top of the hour. And as ever, it's been informative and interesting. We like to speculate. We like to talk about the things that we do know. And we have a transfer over the line. So for this particularly enjoyable show, thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Tax Day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.